Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is my unfortunate dismay to announce that uh, earlier this week on Monday, we had the passing of a legend, and we don't sling that term around lightly here, um, probably one of the biggest big men this business will ever see, uh, the only man that I know at 450 pounds that could pull off a moon, excuse me, moonsault. And just ooze talent. Didn't get yes. Really didn't get a fair shake in WCW. WCW. Really didn't get a fair shake in WWE. Nope. But. Politics got the best of it. Um, but you know um, he is no longer suffering. For anybody that knew uh, anything about Vader, he has been battling congestive heart failure for the past two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he is yeah. at least no longer suffering. He is at peace. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel bad for his family because he will be missed. He was a great man, a uh, hell of yeah. a talent. And mm-hmm. we are going to dedicate the first part of tonight to him. So I'm going to yeah. let Steve Kane kind of go ahead and go into some things here because he's worked with Vader. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't work with him, but I actually, I actually saw his second match. Um, for a lot of people who may not know, Leon White uh, started out as a uh, professional football player. In fact, uh, he uh, was playing for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, then uh, injury uh, took him took him out. He then wound up uh, going ahead and uh, getting trained by uh, Vern Gagne. And mm. so he so he made his debut with the. Uh, AWA in um, December of 1984. Uh, as I as I say, I actually was present at his second match, which was uh, at uh, the YMCA in Plano, Illinois. I've talked about this a few times. Um, more actually because of the fact that. Um, he was facing Scott Irwin that night, and early on in the match, um, after Scott got you know, a little bit frustrated because he couldn't uh, manage to keep a hold of uh, of Leon, that he uh, sat down on the second rope, 
fell out of the ring and uh, and hit his head on the gym floor. Ouch! But um, but uh, Leon at that even at that point showed a lot showed a lot of potential and you know um, he really made a great transition from gridiron to squared circle. Um, he followed along in the footsteps of some excellent uh, other other you know football players turned wrestlers. And when I say when I mention these names, they're probably not even going to be familiar to you guys because you're just you know, way too young for too them. Young. But but uh, yeah, but uh, Bronco Nagurski, um, Leo Namalini. And, of course, uh, uh, the late, great uh, Wahoo McDaniel, who was a uh, offensive lineman for the New York Jets, and Manny Fernandez uh, from the world champion Miami Dolphins. So, um, you know, so he, that, he, turned, he, turned that, he turned that into a really highly successful career. Yeah. He didn't maybe get as you know good of a deal at, at times with uh, either WCW or WWF like he should have gotten, but um, over in Japan he was revered in the same way that uh, Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen were revered. In fact, actually, uh, it was in Japan where his uh, McFoley <coughs> moment happened. Oh wow! It was, yeah. It was during it was during a match in Japan that his eye um, literally got uh, got pulled out of the socket. Damn! And he had to push it back in. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't care. Yeah, that's really freaking gross. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh. But um, yeah, and despite and the thing is, despite the illness. He was still actually traveling, and oh, when his when his uh, health allowed it, he was actually working in the ring. So you know, Ooh. I mean, definitely, I would definitely, I would say, you know, um, heroic, courageous, probably, you know, probably describe Leon in these last couple of years more than at any other time in his life or his career. Well, the thing about it was he was trying very hard to get back on the healthy plan, healthy diet, clear his arteries, get them, get them functioning right again. So he could live another 20 to 30 years. Um, Unfortunately that did not happen. He lost, uh, the bat he had leading up to this, he had pneumonia for 30 days, and oh. his heart just gave out. It just it just quit. It said, "I'm done," and that was bad. Yeah. Um, unfortunately pneumonia, for him. Pneumonia is a pneumonia is a, uh, and I know this one from my uh, from my own my mom's situation. Um, pneumonia causes the causes such extreme pressure and damage to a heart that um, many times you know especially in 
folks in my age bracket. Oh, and I have to and I have to say my age bracket now because that's where I'm at. Um, you know, it's it's a it is a it is a leading cause of death. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, anytime anytime you're having difficulty breathing and you're feeling like your lungs are all filled up, you you need to get to a hospital right away. But especially if you're in you know in the older in the older generation, such as myself, the second something like that happens, I'll um. You you get you go you go nine one one you get an ambulance and get yourself to an emergency room as quickly as possible because you know every every second is potentially life saving. Yes. So, with that being said, we've asked a lot of callers to call in tonight. They'll be calling in to share their thoughts and memories of Vader. And we have with us now from Central Virginia Professional Wrestling, J.B. Brown. How you doing? Hey, sir. Hey, J.B. Uh, uh, wish How I was doing? doing better. This one, this one stung a little. Yeah, a little bit. It, it, yeah, it's kind of hard. I just found out today that he passed, so it's kind of, kind of hard. I didn't know he was sick, so I was planning on booking him, but... Oh wow! Um, I didn't he was sick. Yeah, I was planning mm-hmm. on booking him, and, and I talked to him. Um, well, I actually talked to him. I had like uh, a friend uh, talked to him about maybe eight months ago, and oh. he oh. told my friend that you know he was willing to do that. So I didn't realize that uh, today. So didn't realize it. So I'm kind of a little a little upset. You know, and, um, Understandable. Also, you know, I have a coach. So, uh, uh, so when June 30th comes, uh, it's going to be dedicated to the wrestler who has passed away, and and so it's going to be an honor. And uh, so he's going to be saying this. So I'm um, sorry for his family and everything, and didn't realize he was in bad shape. Yeah, it's 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 one of those sad things. He's he's the last of a dying breed. Uh, you know, I, I talked about this with some friends today. I said, you know, I said when you go back and look at 1990s big men, who do you think of? You think of Rhino. You think of Bam Bam Bigelow. And you think of Vader. Those were the yeah. top big guys. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve, I don't know if there was anybody else on your list, but those were my top three. Bit Yoko well, was on that well, list. Well, obviously, yeah, Yoko, um, the natural disasters, of course. I mean, yeah, the, it's the last of a dying breed because Vince wants these perfectly perfect bodies, and not everybody can fit that mold. Which is why I'm glad we have somebody like Braun Strowman, but they're trying to tone him up and make him a buff monster, like a Hulk Hogan monster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. leave Braun Strowman alone. He's perfect the way he is. Evil. As, as long as, 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 as it is. Can, uh, yeah, as long as the wrestlers, they can be big, they can be as good as, as a small wrestler can. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's my, I mean, 
I mean, Vince Man, I know he got his picks, but the big guys can move just as good as a small guy can. And probably a little yep. bit more. There was the kid that was working for me, and I don't know if he's going to return working for me when I start running again or not, but this kid had so much potential, JB. He was probably legit 350 and could move around that ring like a cruiserweight. I said, how the wow. hell are you doing this and not blowing up? And Steve Ooh, looked yeah. at him, and he goes, you're going to be the next hit. Yeah. And... You know, that's uh, that's one of the things. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he could so, yeah. move so fluently in that ring for right. being a big big boy. And that's like, yeah, just standing in war machine. And it was yeah. it was insane. Yeah. So uh, Chris Kennedy, man, that that kid has all the potential in the world. I hope he comes back because I loved loved his work. He had a decent match with Star. Um, he had a really good match in 2016 for me against uh, Overload. That was a hell of a match. And, yeah. you know, big guys, I am not afraid to book, okay? We were yeah. going to book Frank Wyatt, who Frank Wyatt is one of the biggest guys in the Midwest right now. He's huge. I've literally seen him put craters in walls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a yeah. that's a big guy. And, yeah. you know, I'm not afraid to use big guys. I believe that there's a spot yeah. for a big guy on a card. I believe there's a spot for a big man's match on a card. Because it gets that story right. told, who is the better big man? And you put yeah. two big yeah. sons of bitches in the ring, people are going to go, holy hell, is the ring going to implode? Ooh, right. Because it's yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's the way you book that. And too many promoters, oh, I don't want to use him. He's too big. He might break my ring. Oh, but your ring needs to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. your ring's going to have... Go yeah, ahead, Katie. It's, it's, it's good to have that holy shit factor. Okay, it's yes. good to have that, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Holy shit, we got to get to see these two monsters collide. Yep. Oh, this will be good. You know? Yep. So that's what comes out of my head. And well, and that's, I think two big men get in the wing. I don't know about that. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because they're, you've got your guys that can fly around the ring and do all the flippity-dippity shit. But yeah, you've also that. got your big guys that can go out there and slug fits and, you know, still go home at the end of the night to talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. In most cases, depending on who they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I've seen some of these big guys that work so stiff. I'm like, I wouldn't want to work him. I'd get killed. I'd I'd, I'd be sore for the next month if I worked him. But there's big guys out there that lay their stuff in and make sure that they connect. And that's what I'm a big, big stickler on. Okay, wrestling is not supposed to be full contact. It was never meant to be full contact. But there is to be contact made. I am sick and tired of seeing these spots where the guy doesn't even hit the guy and the guy bumps and sells it. If it were me yeah. yep. and you didn't hit me, I wouldn't be selling shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is, and that's the way Vader was. He didn't sell for yeah. just anybody. And that's right. why a lot of people got pissed 
and the politics began in WCW and the politics began in WWE because he wasn't going to sell for just anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Beast wanted, or not Beast, Vince wanted him to be the Mastodon. uh, And he couldn't, he didn't want to do that because he didn't want Vince to have copyrights on it. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. Um, You know, Vader had some of the greatest matches in Japan that you'll ever see if you go back and look at them. Um, A former IWGP heavyweight champion and a former WCW world heavyweight champion. I mean, he he was the guy in the 90s. And that's why everybody wanted to sign him. That's why Paul Heyman trying to sign him WC or uh, ECW, but he wouldn't give it up because he didn't want to give up his Japan date. Yep. Uh, and that's the same reason Impact didn't get him. Impact thought he had lost momentum and lowballed the offer to him. And he said, "No, I can make more money in Japan," and went over to Japan and made more money and came back and then demanded more money out of them. Yeah. Because that's the way you do it. If you go yeah. to Japan, you can demand more money. Um, if you go to a legit place in Japan, if you go to Japan and you pay your own way, you're an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. I know there are a lot of guys out there that will do that to say that they've gone to place and place in Japan and it's like you haven't worked for any of the big feds because they didn't pay to bring you over there. If they're not paying to bring you over there, you're not a big deal to me. And that's that's just the way that goes. Uh, Central Virginia Professional Wrestling at the Spotwood High School Gymnasium, June the 30th. It'll be in Virginia. And that'll be a good card promoted by our good friend here, J.B. Brown. And this is the repeat show from the last show that had to be canceled because some Yahoo decided they wasn't going to bring JB the ring that they promised her. Yeah. So we want everybody to come out if you're in Virginia area and support this great event because there's going to be a lot of good matches, a lot of good talent, something for everybody, something for the whole family. And you never know what JB's got up her sleeve next for the next card. So you want to be there to find oh, yeah. out. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. And, this, and like I was saying, this is going to be dedicated to the, uh, the, the wrestlers that has passed away. And, and I'm glad to be involved. Uh, uh, next month, July the 4th, will be 29 years. So, you know, it's, uh, don't wrestle as much, but it's, you know, this dedicated guys that, you know, they made a way for me and... You know, this is my passion, and this is something I love. I bleed and sweat and stuff like that. So okay. it's, 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 I'm glad to still be a part of this, and I love this business. And I'm not saying that wrestlers don't love it, but they don't love it as much as that I do and have respect for this uh, wrestling like I do. And I love this business. And I know people love it. But like I say, it's, and I was always taught, respect is not given. Respect is earned. And Damn right. you know, and right. so you know, just, I just have passion for this business, and nobody knows 
have myself out of this business. I, I mean, I know we talk about and glide on, but that's okay. But I overcome it. But you, you might you, you might think you bring me down, but you're not. So I'm not going out. Oh, Damn so. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I and I and I'm a type of person. I give young talent the opportunity and stuff like that. So it's about the they just like the opportunity. Well, and that's just it. There are a lot of promoters out there that won't give the young guys an opportunity. I'm not opposed to giving young guys opportunities, but they've got to have legitimate. They have legi- They yeah. have to have legitimate credentials. Because if they don't have legitimate yeah. credentials, it doesn't do yeah. anything for me. And yeah. I, I can't. I can't use somebody that's not trained right. I won't risk my talent. Yeah. I won't risk my right. product. Um, and there are yeah, a lot of people me. out there that are floating around, especially here in Illinois, JB, that don't have a lick yeah. of training in them, but think they're wrestlers. And I don't go well, for that. I mean, me, yeah, me, me personally, I have to sit up and see the videos and see how, I mean, I was trained old school, so it's about, yeah, it's about, like I say, opportunities. But I had to set up. You know, to see how they how they wrestle and stuff like that. I just don't sit up and say, "Well, okay, you've been wrestling for about a month. I'm a bookie." No, it's mm-hmm. you've been wrestling for about, uh, about two years, at least one or two years, and I see your video and I and I can sit and tell you, "Well, you're not doing this right. You're not doing this right, or whatever." And it's it's, a, and it's about good training and stuff like that. I'm not taking that away. It's about who's training you and you know, because you got some guys that train you is not even trained you properly. Well, so, and you that's know, another you, problem. You you've got people, yeah, you've got people out there that were never trained right to begin with that are out there training somebody else. So now you've got a whole yeah. circle full of people that weren't trained right, yeah. and you can't use yeah. any of them because you, they don't want to yeah. be retrained. They think they know it all, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> that becomes the biggest issue. I had a couple like that, yeah. too. I was like, look, you need yeah. to get your ass down to the training school that I've got a yeah. connection with and get your ass down there and train. Because it wasn't yeah. that yep. much yep. money. It was like 20 to $30 every weekend to fucking train. Excuse my language, yeah. but my, my God, you can't beat those prices. I paid, I paid $400 for my first set of training and over 200 for my second set of training. Yeah. I, was, I got yeah. two sets of training. Because I didn't think I was yeah. done right the fir- by the first guy, and I got let go a little bit prematurely, so I wanted to make sure that I got all the training that I needed. So I paid somebody else to train me on top of the training I already had. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys out there that won't even do that. Well, I've been trained, I've been trained, I've been working the independence for 10 years. Okay, that doesn't mean yeah. you can't learn new tricks. Yeah. You know, and if, if they know... probably get in a little bit of trouble for saying this. I'm not singling anybody out, um, but there are guys wrestling in t-shirts. And I said, go back to the 50s and 60s. 
and the 70s and even the 80s. They didn't wrestle in T-shirts. It wasn't allowed. No. I, I, and everybody wants to wrestle in a T-shirt now and jeans and be a John Cena. And I'm like, oh, my God, get some gear. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's not that expensive. If you really want to do this, you need to put pride in the gear you're putting on your body. Yeah. yeah. Agree. I mean, and, and wash your damn gear, for the love of God. Some of these guys... Oh have got some of the most foul-smelling gear you'll ever come across in your life. They don't know what they're yes. doing when it comes to sanitizing oh, it. Talk to that one. Ew. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. That don't I know the first thing it. about washing their gear and never wash and it ever. It up close and personal. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like promoters having to wash your canvas. If you don't wash your canvas after every event, you're an idiot because you're waiting for somebody to get a staph infection. Yep. I mean, that's the the way it goes. Whether there's blood spilled on that canvas or not, there was sweat and germs spilled all over that canvas. It needs to be washed. It needs to be sanitized. Yep. The same with the ropes. The ropes have to be... The best thing that you can use on the ropes is those Clorox wipes. You wipe those down really good before anybody gets to the arena. When you, you set the ring up, you wipe down the turnbuckle pads and all of that. Because I'm telling you, I have seen guys get some really horrible, horrible staph infections from people that don't even care if their ring is cleanly or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw Ian Rotten's ring once, and I said, good God, there's hepatitis growing in the ring. Then there's that one oh, person, remember that, remember that one time, that one time at band camp where that guy got, got septic because he didn't take a shower after his match? And yep. he cut his elbow in the ring, and it got infected, and he had to have it cut off? Yeah. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah. what happens. I mean, I mean it, it happens. It happens. He it it happens at the big time, too, Matt. Matt Hardy yeah. got a staph infection, yeah. and of course we just and of course we just went through a trial here in Chicago uh, when uh, about uh, about uh, the staph infection that uh, Phil had on his back. Wow! Because they don't that almost oh. killed him. Yeah, shrieking. Yes. Because well, you've got to think about it like this, and I don't know, I w- I don't understand this. I think if I were Vince McMahon, I'd have stock in a wrestling ring shop somewhere, whether it be Mike Samples or, um, you know, whoever else makes rings. Whoever's making my ring, I'm gonna have stock in them, and I'm gonna have canvases ordered out, out the ass. That way, if there's blood right. spilt on that canvas, if I think that that canvas is nasty, I can change it. The problem that WWE has is they're on the road so much, they don't have a device with them to wash that wash bleh, wash that canvas on the go. They're on the go 24-7. I could only imagine what's on that canvas. Good God. I'm going to be sick. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I am. I'm going to be I'm so am I. I'm going to be sick. 
It's it's disgusting, yeah. and people don't think, okay, it's a wrestling ring. Okay, well, it's not a mattress. A ma- you know, you have to take care of a mattress the same way you would take care of a wrestling ring. You've got to keep maintenance on it. You've got to flip it. You've got to you've got to make sure that the sheets are changed. You've got to make sure that you know the mattress stays clean. Um, yeah. But people don't think of a wrestling ring like that. Oh, it'll be somebody else's problem. No, it's your problem. It's the promoter. Yeah. That's your ring. It's your job. It is your duty to make sure that it's safe and sanitary for somebody to work in. Because, man, there was one ring that I worked in. I knew knew every time they they pulled out the canvas because the canvas just reeked to high heaven. I don't know that they ever got that stench off that canvas. It was disgusting. It just it just reeked. I don't even know how to describe it. It just reeked. Um, and that's that's what happens. Ring get, rings get old. People don't care for them. They don't store them the right way. And you have things like staph infections happen. Or you have uh, there was one thing that I saw the other day on a news site where a guy was working in the ring. And a live mouse came out of the ring. Oh, oh my God! Scream. You're kidding. I would scream. No. I would scream bloody murder. There's nothing more that frightens me than a mouse, and I'm not afraid of anything. Okay. Ooh, I don't like mice. Unless I'm because feeding them to my kids. Because evidently, where they were storing the ring, the mice were using it as the nest. Oh, gross. So. That's wrong. You know this. This is this is what happens. And then people wonder why their boards get warped because they leave their rings outside and all of that because people don't take care of them. I had to bitch at one promoter that I worked with. He left the ring outside for a month set up. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Oh, God. I was pissed. Oh, God, was I pissed. Rain, sunshine, rain, sunshine. The canvas probably smelled like mildew. I I was fucking beyond livid. And I just helped him obtain this ring for $1,500, and that's the way he's going to treat the damn thing. I, I was ready to kill him and slaughter him like a pig. I, I was so mad. You know, it's, it's important that you take care of your ring, because if you don't, it's not going to last. And the ring is the most intricate part of a wrestling show. If you don't have the ring, you don't have the show. Yep. Yep. Yeah, true. I mean, it's sure. it's the way it's the way it goes, and I'm tired of people getting sick over wrestling rings and God only knows what. But you know, uh, well, it's not as it's not as bad as some of the other stuff that has gone on. We had a I had a friend that got a very bad staph infection from a ring once. He thought he was going to lose his leg. It was bad. Okay. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that happens. Uh, Katie, we've got a caller. If you would screen them, please. All right, I'm going in. Let me get there. Um, we're going to go back to Vader. I think my biggest Vader moment, uh, just as a fan, was getting to meet him. It was, I, I didn't ever think it would happen, because when I grew up and started with the independence, Vader was still in Japan. And Vader was living in Japan at the time. And nobody could get Vader to take a booking back in the United States to give up on Japan. And then all of a sudden he came back to the United States and he was working places. 
and uh, you know, Vader um, really took off. Just took off. Okay. I remember. Um, Uncle Crusher's in queue. Okay, you got it. I got him. Right. Uh, I remember watching Vader at a very young age and being so ungodly afraid of what that guy was going to do to Hulk Hogan. It wasn't even funny. Oh, I love his mask. He's great. I could not. I was literally in fear, not only for my life, but for Hulk Hogan's life. Like that's how legit that he went between him and Hogan back in the day in WCW. At least that's how they made it look. Um, we have with us now somebody that knows Leon very well. Please welcome to the program, Crusher Kanoff. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. Hey, Rich. Rough day, obviously. No. Yeah, I was I was shocked to, to hear the news, you know, all over social media about Leon today. Um I didn't really know Leon that well. I knew of Leon. Um, When I went into WCW, Leon was there. And I was just like, I was a young kid, 20, 21 years old, you know, working for the office. Fresh off of doing independent wrestling and that. So it was like a who's who in the wrestling business back in the late 80s. Right. Got to meet a lot of the guys, and the first impression I got when I when got up to uh, uh, WCW was in Atlanta of Ted Turner, and I go into the locker rooms and stuff, and the first two guys I see are uh, Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow. And, oh my! And I said to myself, "Well, hell!" I said, "I'm about as tall as these guys are, and I, I should be able to do pretty good in this business." <laughs> uh, for, we were talking for, for Leon being a big guy. You know, he's probably one of the best big guys in the business. It's a heel now. But one thing I good thing good I got to say about it is being a heel I never had to face Vader. We got uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. it was guys like dreaded getting in the ring when they saw Vader's name because it's like Leon just had so much raw power. Bingo. And, and nobody understood that. Nobody understood that he was going to take care of you, but he was going to make his shit look good. Nobody got that. But then again, as you all know, Sean and and Steve, that a lot of guys get in the ring, they would freeze up with with the overs. You know? Oh, yeah. Get that deer in the headlight look on their face. And then then Vader's got to carry the match, and then they ended up getting squashed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you your, know what handed to you. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, you he talked was, about Bam Bam Bigelow, and he was another guy we were talking about. I said, you know, you go back to the 90s and you think it's some of the best big men. You had the natural disasters. You had uh-huh. Yokozuna. 
You had, uh, to her credit, you had Bertha Fay. Well. Uh, and then you had Vader and you had Bam Bam. And then later yeah. on in the late 90s, you had Rhino. Oh, but you didn't have you didn't have those big, big son of a bitches on the WWE roster during the time when the Monday Night Wars. They were gone. Right. They were filled with an Undertaker or a Kane. Imagine what Bam Bam could have done or Vader could have done if given the right push. Yeah. There, the NWO might have been a completely different concept. Completely yeah. different. Could you imagine a new world order with Vader? <laughs> Good luck beating that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, that that would have been insane. Um, yeah. But, you know, he did not. Vader was very outspoken in a lot of ways. And if he had a problem, didn't have a problem letting you know he had a problem. Um, which is why he got on, into it with Paul Warndorf. We've all heard that story. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, you never heard the you never heard the Vader no. Paul Warndorf story. Of course not. Is someone going to tell me? Like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah, Let me know. Pull a girl in. Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. Vader was there when I first got there, and then he went back over to do his tours over Europe and stuff, and then he came back, and by the time he came back, I was already gone from WCW. But I remember watching his career start when he worked for Vern, and he was Mm -hmm. Baby Bull Leon. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like I like I like I've mentioned uh tonight again, which I've mentioned this a few times, I was actually at his second match, Rich, which was uh over here in uh Plano, Illinois, uh, against uh Scott Irwin. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can see the progression from when he first started, then, you know, everything happened for him overseas. Then he yeah. came to the States, and it's like, holy moly, look at this big brute of a dude. Yeah. Because at, at the time, he didn't, he had some big guys, but there were no monster monsters. Yeah. You That's know. true. No, this and, is why when Vince got a hold of Yokozuna, it worked so well. Because he didn't, right. he didn't have that break of the cookie cutter mold that was going to break it to the next level. Right. I mean, somebody like Bam Bam Bigelow, somebody like Yokozuna, somebody like Vader, they took that cookie-cutter mold and kind of crushed it. Right. Um, you know. Now, the, the, the thing with, with uh, you know, Vader, I think they, WWE dropped the ball without, you know, giving him a title run, world title run, I think. But then you also got to look back at the politics back in the day, you know. Well, Sean. we all if you if you've ever heard Jim Cornette talk about why Vader was kept out of WWE and never allowed to really go anywhere, I'll give you two words on who it was. It was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, they got to work in. I think they worked that SummerSlam match, and Shawn went to Vince and had a total bitch fit, like a total right. bitch fit. 
and well, no, it was they like had they, the, they had that match for uh, in your house pay per view. It was it was brutal, and yeah. Vader fucked him up, and Sean didn't know how to deal with it, and went to Vince like a crybaby, and Vince got the kibosh on Vader's push. Yeah. It, it was sad because man. Everybody, when, yeah. when you found out that Vader was incredible. coming, you were like, holy shit. Here's the guy that took WCW to the next level and would have taken WCW to the next le- level had he not had the falling out with Bischoff. He was a guy that would have carried WCW Nitro for a good two years, at least in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. 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 I mean, think of all the cheesy shit they had on Nitro in the beginning. The Booty yeah. Man and and uh, uh-huh. the Zodiac and all uh-huh. the gimmicks that they gave Beefcake and it's like holy shit! If you would have just given Vader some airtime and let him decimate somebody, you would have had viewers. Yeah, but then y'all just gotta look at who who was Bischoff's buddy Hogan. Well, that's just it. And Hogan yeah. didn't really care for Leon either, which was sad because they had some great matches together and Leon. Leon shined with Hogan, especially in that Baywatch match where they took parts of the match that they had done and cut it out and aired it. That was yeah. that one bash at the beach that they had that was on the beach that was in the cage was brutal as all get out. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to see anything like that anymore because now we go to big arenas and we don't want to pay the city to run out the beach and do something cool like that again. It's yeah. also probably a, a broadcasting nightmare to have to broadcast from a beach because there's no electricity and all of that. So I can only imagine why they don't do it. It's just a cool concept that kind of died with WCW. Um, yeah. yeah. Just like a lot of things that died with WCW. Too yeah. much good stuff. At least there are some promoters out there that know how to book a bunkhouse stampede. That makes me happy. I'm serious. At least there's some out there that can book a decent one. Not everybody can, but there's a few out there that can book a solid bunkhouse stampede. No. The problem is all of our audience that is probably under the age of 18 have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) More likely under the age of 40. (laughs) Uh. It was a well, very. It, it, it wasn't ahead, a brainchild. It wasn't a brainchild of Vince McMahon, so. Nope. No. And that's why you'll never see it in WWE, even though Gee. him and Dusty were supposedly close. Damn. That was the brainchild of Dusty Rhodes, baby, just like War Games was, and uh, oh fuck, what was it? Was it was it Starcade that he came up with? Yeah. Yeah. It was Starcade. I had to think because Bischoff tried to replicate what he did with Starcade and make it slamboree and it just it backfired. Um, well, we'll share our favorite moments and memories of Leon. Um, I've got to say his feud with Sting, probably hands down some of the best heel baby stuff that I've ever seen in my life. The build up to it was good. The work was solid. It told a solid story. Um, And, man, those two could have gone on forever 
and that would have been okay by me because the matches were yeah. incredible. But uh, I just wanted to call in and talk a little bit about Leon. And sorry that yeah. you know he yeah. he passed on, but he 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 was able to live a little bit long, two years longer than what they predicted. You know, right when they they initially told him. So right. And I mean that's uh. It's just never. It's never easy when you hear news about, you know, a fellow brother or sister of the ring passing away. I mean, no, it's, it's, oh, not, yes. it's not easy oh, yes. news. Well, it's, but so. it's, it's a fact of life. It's going to happen to everybody. But at least, you know, I have some good memories of him. I never, we do you know. Have some good memories of him. Uh, Leon actually. Yeah. They told they told Leon that it was last call at a bar, and he stood yeah, up yeah. and he told the bartender it's not last call. And they didn't close the bar until Leon wanted to leave. They were that afraid of Leon. Oh my shit! Actually, uh, Bob Bob Cook shared that on 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 Facebook today. It was mm. a show at the the old Jacksonville Coliseum, and. Uh, Afterwards, the after party was at the hotel bar. I guess uh-huh. it had to be out at the airport. And around 2 o'clock was closing time, last call. And Vader apparently uh, said no, it wasn't, and it stayed open for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... That would be like uh, that would be like uh, Andre all over again. If you get somebody Andre's size in there and he says it's not last call, it's not last call. Right. All right. right. <laughs> all right yeah. Guys, yeah. Well, Thank I'm you, gonna, Crusher, so much. I'm gonna take off and I'll yeah, catch y'all later. Thanks for coming out. All right. All right. Sounds all right. good, brother. Bye. Bye. All righty. All righty. All righty. Well. What's next, boss. Uh, we were waiting big, on more uh, callers. We're, uh, do uh, we have any Cornette promos to play? We got a Cornette uh-huh. promo to play. Play that Cornette promo you've been needing to play. Oh, let's see. Do we have anything up to recent? Uh, let's see. Cause, uh, haven't, cause we didn't, cause we didn't download anything in a while here. Um, Oh, we do need we do need to talk about one item that we forgot to talk about uh, last night. Um, there will be another promotion that will be making its debut on Access TV in 2019. Yes. Wow. Women of Wrestling. Yes. Which is which is another. Remake. Promotion that create well, not really. It it was you know, it was created by the same person who created Glow, David McLean. Oh, All now right. he has a small um, ownership share. The uh, majority ownership of of this company, believe it or not, is Jeannie Bust, who is also the owner of the NBA Los Angeles Lakers. And she just worked a deal with uh, 
Access TV. Okay. And um, oh, and the funny thing with that, Access TV is part owned by Mark Cuban. Yeah. Who owns the San Antonio Spurs? Yes. So competing team. And then throw this one in. One of the executive producers for the new product, Mark Burnett. Who is the executive producer of Lucha Underground. So that means so we're going to get some good shit out of this. Mark Burnett. So, yes. Yes. So, Mark Burnett Weird. is starting to become a TV wrestling dynasty of his own. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, All y'all. Right. I'll tell you. I, y'all, I mean, uh, the WLW production that's uh, on uh, BN Sports right now, if okay. he gets his hands on that. And they're and they and that's a that's a company that's on the move too. They're uh, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, they're based in Orlando, but uh, they're doing a lot of stuff uh, up uh, in the Northeast in New York and uh, other places like that. So, you know, who knows? Vince might actually start to have some real competition in uh, who knows you know, how long. You're looking that way. All right. Right. Well, I think what we're going to do is go ahead and take our song break now, and we'll be back in about four to five minutes. Uh, You are listening to Rampage – well, blah. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio, and hour two we will be joined by Frank Rude of Rampage Championship Wrestling to talk about their second benefit this weekend to aid Special Olympics. Uh, And then we will be joined by the Guardian of Gold, who currently holds nine different oh. championships, oh Casey my. Carlisle. Ooh. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live inside the ER. Voice in my head again, trapped in a war inside my own skin. Oh, man. 
Are you a fair or festival organizer? If you're thinking of adding professional wrestling to your event, it takes more than just a $5,000 ring. It takes credible talent with years of training, skill, and experience. It takes quality production values. It takes credible promoters with knowledge of the independent scene, the resources to set up entertaining cars, and how to get fans in the door. Bring in just anyone without vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The so-called talent may have no training, no ring gear, aren't family friendly, and some may even have a lengthy rap sheet. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. This is Crazy Mary Dotson. You listen to Graveyard Radio Network. That was Crazy Mary Dobson, a.k.a. Sarah Logan. A.k.a. one of my favorite people ever. (laughs) We will be joined momentarily. Well, actually, I want to play this. We didn't get to play this tonight. Come on. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! is War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host Chaotic Katie the voice Paul Eubanks the Dean of Wrestling Referees Steve Kane and Sadistic Sean David Lock and Load Wrestling Fans it's time for War and indeed Momentarily by Frank Root of Rampage Championship Wrestling or somebody from Rampage Championship Wrestling. Uh, Katie, get ready. In hour two, the switchboard is going to light up like a Christmas tree. No worries. Um, We will then be joined by the Guardian of Gold, Casey Carlisle. I'm excited for that. Very, very cool. Um, And we do want to give our condolences to Steve Kane who tonight uh, will be his last show for quite a few weeks until he recovers from some eye surgery and anything yes. that know anybody that knows anything about eye surgery knows they can only do them one eye at a time so he will yes. be back for one week and then be gone again for a couple of weeks and then be back permanently so, right right oh speaking uh, of which um I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because of course uh I will I will be gone until the 18th which is our uh, glow night and um I got a uh, message today from uh, April and so far we have confirmed I hear a um, clicking noise. 
Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, we have uh, Lily Crabtree, who was uh, the second Corporal Kelly. Uh, we will have back with us uh, Cheryl Rusa, aka Lightning. And uh, then there's and then there's uh, two more that um, we that uh, she's waiting to hear back from to confirm. And then once uh, she hears back from those, uh, she will uh, let she'll let me know, you know, as soon as as soon as that uh, happens. Absolutely. Well, I will be so. making my way back to Rampage Championship Wrestling this Sunday for their huge benefit in Jacksonville, Illinois. It benefits the Special Olympics. It's got a 6 p.m. start time. Doors open at five o'clock. I will be there, but this time I am not coming alone. What could that mean for RCW? You're going to have to be there live to find out. Steve knows what it means. Katie yes. kind of knows what it means. I'm not coming mm-hmm. alone. Just have to wait and see what that means, what I have in store for well, RCW. Well, I don't have a passport. So. <laughs> if I did, I'd lace up my docks and follow. You know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on with RCW. There's a lot going on with Casey Carlisle. Um, I'm going to pop on Wrestling News Source while we're waiting for some of these callers and see if there's any new news. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a like a good idea because uh, you know who knows we uh, we kind of got we kind of got uh, hit uh, yesterday with the uh big cast story and then uh mm-hmm. to you know and then to have the uh you know to have the uh situation with uh with Leon um oh, there up, is another uh, wrestling morning. series that's going to be coming out. WWE oh. Hall of Famer and face to face wrestling school owner Richard Borger are producing an upcoming reality wrestling series. The show is an independent of the school, although the school will handle the training. Heath Slater, who is also the co-owner of the school, is not involved with this project. The series is described as a cross between the real world, Big Brother, and Toughen Up. Applications are being accepted at project.indiehouse at gmail.com. Below is some additional information. All applicants will go through a selection process. All applicants will have to relocate to Morrow, Georgia. They are going to be working with local employers so that they can film participants at their shoot jobs. The house will be co-ed. Mm. Okay, yeah, so they're so they're looking for the hookup angle, too, yep. obviously. Yep. Oh, geez. Well, that's interesting. They can't. They can't. They can't leave. They can't leave the rest of the <laughs> alone. They have to. They have to throw in the sex along with it. Good grief. So um, we have it oh, confirmed that all in will be confer, uh will be broadcasted in some capacity. Uh, we can confirm right. that we have decided in favor of licensing scene production. So 100% of this event will be broadcast in some capacity. We want as many people okay. to see it as possible. Details to come in the coming weeks. Cody, Matt, and Nick. Ah, oh, all right. Interesting. Okay, wait to see how they do that one. Um, yesterday was a uh, big day in uh, San Diego. Um, it, it was it was officially declared 
Rey Mysterio Day. Oh, where was that? Uh, San again? Diego. Oh, very cool. Yes, yes. That's really uh, cool. Yes, he was he was honored for um, the fact that uh, throughout his career he has always made. What the hell is that? What was that? Katie dropped. That was Katie. Holy cow. I don't know what the okay. hell that was. Me That's either. That's never happened Me before. Either. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he was, he was honored for, um, everything that, uh, he has done for the, for the community. And, uh, uh we, we got a caller it, Sean. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, well, he, okay, um, I don't know if he actually mentioned this. There we go, okay. Katie, are you okay? Yeah, yeah I don't know what happened. Heck? It told me that my call couldn't be put through and, and other stupid junk like that. So before we get I'm, to our, one I'm of our main fresh guests, my call. before we get to one of our yeah, main guests of the amazing. evening, we have some additional news on Big Cass's departure. An incident occurred on the bus, WWE talent travel on between events. According to Pro Wrestling Cheat, Cass reportedly got stuck in the bus bathroom and couldn't get the door open. Thinking it was a rib, he broke the door, and this left other talent unable to use the bathroom in privacy. Shit. There have also been further reports from Sports Illustrated that Cass had a bad attitude when drunk and rubbed some people the wrong way. Oh my God! If he did that, could you imagine having you know what one of those doors on one of those buses costs to replace? Couple thousand yeah. at least. It's a custom door. Ugh, idiot. Yeah. Oh jeez. Big cast made a big ass of himself. Is what he did. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, without uh, any further ado, we'll one, go to sorry. RCW when they come on. We're going to go to, excuse me. Ooh. We're going to go to our main guest. We're to what? I said, excuse me. Close uh, your mouth when you burp. I do. Um, I just We're going to go to our main guest of the evening. She is the guardian of gold, Casey Carlisle. Oh. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, lady, hey. how are you? Hopefully, hopefully better than you doing the last time you were on because the last time you were on, you got pulled over. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take one of you to mention that, and I'll be damned if it's not the first thing you say. <laughs> well, hey, well, you haven't even said hello first. So you just went right for the get go. <laughs> well, hey, Casey, what's so, what's so funny is uh, last week the other person who was uh, was a guest at the time that that whole that whole thing happened was the one who brought it up and that was good old Stroh. Stroh brought it up. Oh, really? Yes, yes Rob. Rob brought it up. 
In what context was he getting pulled over well, at the time, well, or was he just having a fond memory? <laughs> well, we well we had mentioned the fact that you were going to be on this week, and he said, "Oh yeah, she got pulled over last time." <laughs> 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 I was on with that one, <laughs> and talked talked my way out of it too. By the way, <laughs> yes, we do remember that. Yes, as I tend to do. Yes. Well, hey, you know, um, as uh, as Pe- as Penny said one time on the Big Bang Theory, I'm cute, I get by. So, uh, <laughs> see, but then, that's, but then that's again, the automatic only, assumption. Uh, Everyone's like, oh, you you can flash a smile, you can show some tits, you can show whatever. I was in a very dark vehicle with like no makeup on, if and you know, it it definitely was not like um, it wasn't a selfie throw, moment. I wasn't. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh my! Hey, hey guys! Hey, how you guys doing? Good. We wanted to get your. Hey, yeah. uh, buddy. How Stacey, are you, Stacy? I don't mean to cut you off, oh. but we definitely want to get Stro's comments and uh, thoughts oh, on hey, Leon passing. Hi, Stro. Hey, uh, hey guys. Hey, Casey. Hey, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, I was just reliving the. Uh, the cannibal run moment that you had, you were going about again. <laughs> that was a pretty awesome. Cannon. What you guys don't know is that that that's only one of many cannonball run moments I've had. That's the only one that you guys got to overhear. That's the only difference. <laughs> the rest of them are easily broadcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I just got. I just was uh, lectured by my mother a few minutes ago about my heavy foot. And and I got oh. to hear the story about the one time that she got pulled over for speeding, and uh, needless to say, it went <laughs> went in one ear and out the other. And, I, and I'm like, Mom, I really don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> You're lecturing yeah. a 38 year old woman at the moment. Just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's hilarious, Casey. That is hilarious. Uh, oh, it pretty man. is. Welcome um, to the life right. of Casey Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stro, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what it was like working with Vader? You've been around Vader through the years. Uh, what was he like in, in person to be around? Oh, man. You know, Leon was uh, was a really good man, a good father, a uh, great competitor, uh, one of the stiffest <laughs> competitors ever. <laughs> but uh, God bless him, man. I mean, he he, he was great. I'm, I mean, I, I worked with him through MMA. Uh, you know, with you know, he was the Japanese the shoe company at the time, and then later with WCW. And uh, uh, tremendous guy. I mean, and he looked out for me. He really did. Uh, once I got to know him, and uh, I was telling a funny story on the, uh, the podcast, uh, WCW Retro Podcast. I, you know, before I got to here tonight, uh-huh. <laughs> where uh, I was, I was in Evansville, Indiana, right? And this was was years. Okay. Some years after the, I did the shoot the shoot deal, you know the MMA stuff, and right. uh, I, had, I had I had a match uh, at the time. This was like during Vader's feud with Hogan for the WCW Championship, where he remember he was going around uh, these independents and jumping people and uh, getting oh, yeah. build up for his match with Hogan. That's well, right. I, do I remember that. that. I remember. Yeah. Right. Well, he, he, he comes in our match, right? I believe it's Scotty Scotty Riggs I was in the ring with, but so he, and he gloms Scotty, gets him out of the ring, and he comes towards me, 
and I, I should have learned from Shawn Michaels and Sting to cover up on this forum shots to the corner because oh, uh, yeah. some of the, the stiffest shots you've ever taken in your life, right? But I, I'm thinking, well, I'm old school. You know, I'm not a wuss. I can tell. Take it, right? Well, he gives me yeah. one shot to the corner, right? And I, I, I kid you not, I, I there's a total shoot, right? I, I'm seeing cartoons in my head. <laughs> yeah. one shot. And, uh, and 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 here comes this other ham hock towards me, right? And I knew if he would have hit me with that second shot, he would have broke my jaw, decapitated me one, right? So uh, instinct took over, right? <laughs> At that point, I, I kicked him right square between the legs, and <laughs> I took the legs and took him down. Started cross facing him, and I started calling him by shooting him. Leon, like, damn it, Leon, what owe you money? What the what the hell, right? And, uh, and, then, and then he starts looking at me, and he figured out who I was because yeah, I looked much different back then because I was doing the whole gorgeous George the Third thing, right? You know what I mean? Uh-huh, and back when right. he saw me, I had the more shooter style with the short hair. And he looks at me, he starts laughing. He's like, hey, dude, right? And we're, like, laughing on the mat. And I, I'm, I'm telling him, please, just get me the hell out of here, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, so so afterwards, we get in the back. Terry Taylor's, like, freaking out, like, you know, what the hell was that, yada, yada. And uh, uh, Leon comes up to him, Vader says, uh, don't F with him. That's my boy from Japan, right? <laughs> and Terry just stops and looks at me, looks back at him and says, oh. And then he, like, walks away, right? <laughs> 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 you know, but, uh, yeah, Leon was great, man. I, He was, for a big man, I mean, he was just some of the most amazing things. His work was so amazing for a big man. He really set set the trend in the bar for how big men work today and, uh, and not just being a great man outside the ring, but uh, just in, in the ring, the stuff that he would do, well, he was just mind-boggling for a guy his size. And so, I mean, all around, I mean, he he definitely made a major impact in our business. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's one of the best big yep. men. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome. Yep, exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, it's yeah. Go ahead, Katie. And agile. Oh my, was he ever agile? I mean, like I never saw him do a cartwheel like Bam Bam or anything, but he was pretty damn agile. And the second you heard his music, and the second you saw him standing at the top of the ramp, you were like, oh shit. <laughs> you know? All right, we're gonna have a good match, but this guy's gonna get his ass handed to him. And especially if he wore the master bath blaster mask. That was always pretty awesome, too. Um, I always liked them. Scare the shit out of me? Nah, not really. <laughs> but, yeah, not like Bundy did anyways, but yeah, I loved watching him, and I'm really, really going to miss him. I really am. One of the matches I actually got to see in Japan, actually, was a match with him and Juju Liger. And, and, yeah. and, he was keeping up, and he was keeping up with Liger. Like, he was leapfrogging. I mean, just, oh, just, my God. Like a, like wow. A it, it was, it oh was my the most God. amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I got amazing. it. I got it. Okay. I, I, now, now I'm going to have to see if there's a, if there's a YouTube of no, that now, one. Now, yeah, but now I'm picturing Vader leapfrogging and I'm, like, giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was no joke, man. Sorry. Just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody gets that image under my head, so I stop laughing. 
Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> on to the next. On to the All next. right. Well, Stro, I know your time is limited, so I appreciate you being able to call in and share some of your memories of Vader with us. Definitely. Oh, it's a great time. You guys remember the start hey. that we uh, Vader and Flair win for the title? Yes. Yes. And, uh, oh, God, that, that was the night he really busted. Flair's mouth open. Oh my god! And, uh, really? Yeah. You can watch the back. You can totally read Rick's lips. <laughs> wow. He's he like you said, SOB. <laughs> but uh, yeah. What a great match that was, though. That was so good. And and and, and the comeback good. Flair made, where I'm he just kidding. just starts throwing jabs. You know what I mean? There's nothing fancy. He just starts throwing like a, a legit fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the people just went crazy because at that point, you know, Vader had that monster heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was a monster. He's huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how are you guys? Absolutely <laughs> great. I'm, I'm hey, how are you? You're pretty, pretty good, though, overall. <laughs> Casey now holds nine championships. We're calling her the Guardian of Gold. Jesus, she's breaking ultimate Casey dragon does. Good Lord. <laughs> what yeah. was that? You beat ultimate, ultimate dragon record. record. My God, that's awesome. <laughs> I beat it? No, I don't think I beat it. Well, I mean, you darn near close to it. Good Lord. I thought I'll... he had ten at one point. Doesn't he have ten in that famous photo that I tried to replicate? Yeah, I, I believe so. But God, KC. I mean, I can imagine what it's like going to the airports with all that, <laughs> all the gold. Goodness gracious, dude! You don't want to try to imagine what it's like at the airport. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh my! I mean, the TSA this whole like arrive an hour and a half. You know, the TSA is like arrive an hour and a half to two hours early. You have to go through security. If I get there less than two hours early, I'm screwed because those guys want to sit there and pull out every title and look at it and ooh and ah and ask me a question and look at the next one and do it again. And when it happens over and over again, number one, it's like, it's like, don't you guys go through this? Like, this is your job every day. This should be no different than, like, the Secret Service sees the president. Like, why is it still a big deal? You go through stuff like this all the time. Why are we popping for title belts? I'm sure that there are more people other than me coming through these airports. But number two, I'm like, guys, I have, I have an effing schedule. Like, I don't have time for you to sit here. And I'm not right. the person – I'm not that wrestler that wants – the recognition and that once everyone's ooh and ah, like I'm sitting here the whole time, don't do it, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And the minute my bag is pulled over to the side, I'm like, oh, you're doing it. And I expect it. Why wouldn't right. they? And, and it is a security issue. They can't see through the titles. And so they think that I have like this super advanced weapon that I'm bringing on the plane to completely ruin hundreds of people's lives. <laughs> but. <laughs> Once you realize shoot, what it is, I'm like, guys, I don't fly with this luggage, like, 
as a hobby because I want to be cool. Like I'm trying to get to work and you are screwing my schedule up. I need time to get to my gate, get a freaking coffee and get on the plane and get to work. Yeah. I don't need you sitting here like, oh, where'd you win this one? Oh, where's this one based? Oh, what company is this oh. from? Is that like WWE? <laughs> is that like the stuff on TV? Is that, I swear to God, I'm going to type up a, my plan is to type up a frequently asked questions list and just have it ready to hand to every blue shirted mofo that checks my bag so I can answer their questions at once. Well, Casey, just take I'll this, sir. Just up. take this, ma'am. Look at it. It answers all of your questions. Can I be on my way to gate C now? Because my flight leaves in 40 minutes, and I'm trying to get Ima- space in the overhead compartment, so I'm not checking this stuff. Imagine if it were me. Um, okay, imagine, imagine me, my bag's getting looked through at, at, the, at the airport. I mean, I know I'd pack it with dildos and vibrators and strap-ons and all kinds of shit like that just to take them off. Cause, because you have See, to turn I think that's more normal. Just like a laptop. Yeah, just like a laptop. You have to t- I know, right? You have to turn the vibrators on. And I'm telling you, I'd make sure I had some of the greatest contraptions you've ever seen in my bag. Those Honestly. items are far more utilized and far more common yeah. than title belts. So to me, I'm like, yeah. girl, you have a hell of a weekend. Yeah, I mean, have a great weekend, honey. Next. I'd pack some BDSM gear, you know, like some whips and a good, nice leather harness to wear all kinds of stuff. I'd be like, and, okay, uh, yeah, and, fuzzy and you know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care. I, I, I tell you guys, I, I got oh, look, you have vibrators. Oh, oh. At, at the very least, like maybe <laughs> one of the security, yeah. maybe yeah, one I, of the security why, people why? is like, oh, yeah. my wife has this one. That's cool. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or can you show me how to, show me, can you demonstrate this one for me? Because, uh, yeah, I've had some interesting choices. <laughs> why do we have to make such a big deal out of any of this? Like, uh, you know, it's all. just hilarious no. to me. It, it's almost, it's, it's almost, almost, if it wasn't such a, like, you have to be so authoritative and follow the rules to the T, it's almost a job I would want because you feel like people who have, like, like weird interests or fetishes might like that job because you get yeah. to look at any mofo's bag with no yeah. explanation at all, yeah. and you can touch it and look at it and stuff. But once you're, like, look, you open my bag. Oh, look, there's eight title belts, nine title belts in here. There's no room for anything else. I don't even have my gear in there. I might have a fair, pair of my fishnets because that's all that fits. Oh, look, she's an athlete of some kind. That's boring. Next, no, it never happens that way. Ooh, oh, I can see my reflection in this one. Oh, what street is this from? What? Dude, seriously. I'm telling you, the FAQ sheet is going to become a reality. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Because hey, yeah. hey, I just don't I, have I, the patience. I had a belt stolen from me one time, and then the guy that stole it from me, he was walking down the street wearing it, looking at me, give me the bird, and like ran off. Oh, <laughs> at least that's kind yeah. of exciting. <laughs> did you? Yeah. The question is, did you chase after him, or were you just standing there watching him leave, like, oh, you got me? <laughs> No, no, he knocked himself out, actually. He bumped into something and knocked himself out. What? Just right, How? Right, to a, right, right to a pole. There was a pole right next to him, man. He, he was flipping around. He turned around. He smacked his head right in the pole and knocked himself out. 
<laughs> so I nonchalantly walked over, just grabbed the strap, and just went back to my, you know. Please tell me you took a picture of that. Oh, Kodak moment. That's great. That's one of those. No, guys, that's a viral video. Have you guys ever seen the video of the girl walking through the mall and she's so engrossed on her phone that she walks into the water fountain in the mall? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. I've not seen that one. Yes. No. You haven't seen, seen that? Oh, I guess no. I have a although, although I although I have seen a picture of Tommy Wildfire Rich laying oh, laying Lord. passed out laying passed out in the, in his own puke in a men's room at a bar in Chicago. Ew. I hope somebody turned him on. Look, his I'm side. not gonna look. I'm not gonna <laughs> laugh at that because number one. I've done it. Number one, that's dangerous. <laughs> if he wasn't on his side, he could have died, and that would be sad. Then you wouldn't yeah, be talking right. about just Vader. That would be sad. I, yeah. Number two, I I have not done that in a bar, but I've had my nights when I haven't handled my um, alcohol enjoyment so much, so I'm not about to hate or judge somebody for oh, that. that. And number three... Well, I don't really have a number three. That's it. But still, I can't hate on that. We've all been there. We just don't know about it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but we've all been there. So I can't, I, you know, I'm non-judgmental. I'm not going to hate on them for that. Sounds like I you're had, having a probably I a had, better night I than I was that night, actually. to be honest. I, had a, made a, I did a crowbar. He, I made a bet with Flair to see who gets the most drunk one night. Oh, God. And I tried to warn him. I said, look, this isn't Rick first Rodeo. You know what I mean? And sure enough, man, Rick got him. Just, uh, just so messed up. I had to carry him back to his room. He said, that old man got me drunk. It's like, duh, it's Ric Flair. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was you, so heard, drunk. you heard the story about what uh, what Rick Hold actually on, used Steve. to do at times, don't, didn't you? He used oh, to, well, the, story, the, story, the story is he actually would arrive, you know, when he, when he got to the hotel, bartender 50 bucks to serve him nothing but water so yes. that while yeah, it looked okay. like he was putting yeah. him away and everybody else is, <laughs> is getting plastered he's actually sitting there drinking water mm-hmm. um i don't know um, how the hell i did that's it. a worker i had i had, oh, uh, yeah. I, had a, I had a couple i was dating once and uh okay. yes somehow <laughs> Somehow I ended up destroying their bathroom. I won't tell you about my life right now, man. <laughs> I, I somehow you know, ended up. I did that to um, Outback Jack, I believe. I somehow ended up destroying their bathroom. The freaking sink was connected to the wall. The sink came unconnected from the wall and was all over the floor. The bathroom, the toilet flooded. It was a mess. Ew, they were like, dude, the you were that guy? Oh, man. Oh, oh, my God. oh, oh, Casey oh, just God. called you that guy, Sean. Uh-oh. You're that, that guy. guy. Or, or, you know, there's, there's that guy, you know, there's that guy, you know, there's that guy, yeah. like, 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 in a restaurant. Well, and what I mean is, again, we've all had those moments where we walk in the bathroom and it's been absolutely annihilated and you're like, okay, who's <laughs> responsive? Like, 
that's not just a collection of what's been happening for the past two hours this place has been open. Like, somebody had a little pregame action going <laughs> and just came in here and destroyed it when, like, those paper towel dispensers are gone and there's toilet paper all over the rim of the toilet uh, and there's a little bit of puke left on it. Exactly. I just somehow <laughs> managed to knock the sink loose from the wall. I didn't break it, thank God, but the sink ended up coming loose from the wall, and the damn uh, toilet wouldn't flush. So I kept that's trying clearly to a poor caulking like, job. Flush, 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 Clear, clearly, flush, that's damn. not your fault. That's just poor caulking. That's a contractor <laughs> issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's oh, what it would be if me. I were the one to knock the freaking sink <laughs> off the wall. That's not a Casey issue. That's a poor contractor. You didn't Angie's list that mofo. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're talking about knocking sinks off the wall. Okay, I won't tell you what I was doing, but yeah, I knocked the sink off my brother's wall once. Sorry, Eddie. Sorry. You guys are talented. I thought I was talented oh, yeah. on the show right now. It's you guys. And I'm tiny. I'm, I'm little idol, okay? I'm like, I'm like 130 pounds soaking wet and five foot two. Okay? And well, I was 15 clumsy. years ago, yeah. yeah. Well, 20 now, I guess. I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight, but yeah. Yeah. Why are you losing weight if you're 130? Stop it! Don't be stupid. At, stop at it. five foot two, I'm not losing. I'm trying to tone. I'm not. I'm five foot two fast, also. Yeah, I'm five foot one and a half. But yeah, we'll say. Nobody realizes two. how short I am until they meet me in person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's one of the most common comments I get, and I truly don't usually. I think it's my height, but the problem is nobody's willing to expand. Like, I've had. So many people say to me over the years, you look different in person, but not at all in a bad way. It's like a good thing, but you look different. And I always ask them to explain how I look different, and nobody will do it. So I think the thing (laughs) is, I think they, like, I look really fat online a lot, and I I probably look bigger than I am, and nobody's willing to say, well, online you look 15 pounds heavier. Because they feel like they're uh, don't, rude. Don't, don't, don't even, okay? But I just, this, this, I wish yeah, this somebody would expand on yeah. this comment so I at least have something to base it on. I'm like, in what way do I look different? Am I taller? Am I shorter? Am I wider? Am I uglier? Am I, <laughs> is my hair darker? Are my eyes a brighter blue? What are we talking about? Can you see my freckles that are usually covered by makeup? Like, what are we referring to here? Oh, my God, don't even talk to me about freckles, okay? Us freckled people, we have to use two different colors as foundation, well, at least I do, to cover my freckles, okay? Like, Mm. my father told me at a very young age that that the reason why I have freckles is because he stood me behind a screen and threw a bucket of shit at me, and whatever stuck is what I have. But, yeah, it is impossible to cover them with makeup, and I have them everywhere, even on the bottom of my foot and other places I will not mention. But do you you realize, (laughs) though, let's just stop and say, when it comes to freckles, let's just stop and be real. Yeah. Snapchat currently has a filter that places freckles on your face. Those things are trendy. Let them show. You're trendy right now. They're adding freckles to people's faces, and you have them naturally. I know. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Hashtag freckles. Yeah. There's freckles everywhere. I have <laughs> Hashtag freckles. Hashtag freckle pride. Is it still pride look, month? Hashtag look. freckle yes, pride. It's, it's freckle yes, pride. Freckle pride. Right now, yes. 
in Toronto, Ontario, it is now Pride Week, and uh, this weekend is the Pride Parade, and you'll be able to be served alcohol along the parade route this year. So, yeah, I just might go get my drink on. <laughs> I think you need to be proud of your freckles. Fun. I think you need to create a flag that I has my, dots all over freckles. it. Okay, <laughs> in grade one, okay, yeah. in, in grade one, asshole sons of bitches pinned me down in grade one and played connect the dots on my face with markers, okay? They were assholes. Wow. They were assholes. I'm not, Steve, I'm not even kidding, okay? Oh I'm my not God. kidding. It's mean, but oh. I'm giggling. It's mean, but I'm giggling. Because that's something I would do. I would I would have laughed if it was done to somebody else. Does it make silly, you feel you know? better Come to on. know that I play I play connect the dots? <laughs> I have a couple moles on my leg, and when I'm bored, I play connect the dots. But I don't get very far because it's yeah, the same I, pattern I, I have, every time. I, yeah, I have, <laughs> constellation. I have I have I have three moles that make a perfect triangle. Yeah, the constellation is called Casey. Yeah, I have I have, tri- I have a perfect triangle nice. with three moles. I can connect them and make the triangle. <laughs> oh my God, me too, really. Yeah, I've got a couple like that. No, I totally do. But a couple Katie, yeah, I do. Katie, yeah. we got a caller. Can you screen? Oh, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I was just going oh, to oh. ask her if it was equilateral isosceles or... <laughs> uh, um, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll do the triangle thing and I'll send you a picture. Now, now let me... Do See, now phone. you're being way too smart for me because I was, I'm not a math person at all. <laughs> so... Um, uh. Neither, neither am I, Casey. All, all of that, all of that stuff comes from uh, the fact that I am uh, a extremely fanatical Big Bang Theory fan. <laughs> I have never in my life watched a single episode of The Big Bang Theory. My brother loves oh. that show. That's my brother's favorite sitcom, but I've never watched a single episode. Yeah. Oh. And in my got, defense, yeah. I'm not a complete ditz. I do know isosceles. Like, I know the terms and stuff. I just yeah, I, know I couldn't sit here and give you a right proper now. definition. I've been right. into the wine, okay? I'll tell I've you what. I'll tell you what. Once you, once you watch it, Casey... Once you watch it, you will you will be perfectly hooked. We okay, have Stro. we have ten seasons hey, on DC. Were you Stro, one you of go. the old? Not not Hold to on, go guys. to a controversial. Stro's got to oh. go real quick. So thank you so much, oh, Stro. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Bye, Stro. Thanks for coming out, honey. Much love. Much love, guys. Take care. All right. Good night, brother. All right, thank you, you, brother. You too. And and. And while we're at it, welcome to the airwaves with us. We have JB. Welcome back, JB. Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, we are talking to Casey Carlisle. She is the guardian of gold. She holds nine different women's championships at this time. She is based out of North Carolina. I love Carolina. that I sound like a Marvel character. I freaking love it. <laughs> I thought, don't you, though? It's great. You do so. Yeah. The guardian yeah. of and gold. John- yeah, Sean's the one who came up with that. So, yeah. yeah, I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, not to not to regress, but I'm really curious. So, um, did you also watch the old school Roseanne that Johnny Galecki was a cast yes, member of? Are you, yes, I. Yes, and which I one did. is he better in? Um. Well. You got you know it, it's two different characters in two different times. Is periods. it apples I mean, and oranges? You know, yes, I I would definitely say so. I mean, All he's right. very, I he's definitely matured as an actor. Fan. He, yeah. so, I'll tell you what. Let then, me clarify that. The show. It's it's right. Well, you got well because I mean you know you've got you've got him on there. Um, Sarah of is uh, 
is on in the uh, in the early seasons of the show too. In the Big Bang Theory. Plays, yes. Yes. Oh, she she plays, oh really? She I never too. knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She plays. She plays who? As well. Who does she well, knock me over oh. with a wet noodle? Yeah. All right, Casey. I wanna I wanna tickle your ear with this because I'm sure uh, you've worked for some of these promoters in the last couple times since we've talked to you. Tax Rebund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy... Get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. <laughs> oh my. Can we add a footnote that the posters were done with MS Paint? <laughs> okay, I don't get it. All right, I'm lost. Or MS oh, Word, God. maybe Casey, MS Word, maybe. Casey, seriously, seriously, um, there was there was a promoter in Illinois one time. His posters, quote unquote, notebook paper with pictures cut out and taped on them. Oh yes. my. When you when you say notebook paper, you mean that's the background they chose from some album that they were using and the software they were using, right? No, you don't mean no, that piece no, of notebook no. paper I'm that talk, my I'm niece about, uses in I'm school. I'm talking about the uh, about yeah the stuff pictures. that you used in school. Oh, and you ripped and you ripped it out and uh, handed it in to your teacher. Oh God! I just that's threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> oh, wow. so, dude, the sad thing is here's the sad thing the sad thing is it's funny and we're all laughing but that's such a shoot like that stuff is real yes. and it exists yeah. and it happens and I <clears throat> see it happen I'm sitting here you know there are some times when I'm kind of quiet online and quiet on social media and that's because I'm really busy and I feel as though I don't need to fill people in on every single second and every detail of my life. Um, But I'm always around and I'm always looking and I'm always watching. And I see more of that than I even want to admit to because the fact that exists still to this day in 2018, there are so many, like there are guys dedicated to creating promotional graphics to do a really good job. There's many of them. And in this day and age, when you're still using, I'm I'm not kidding when I tell you I saw a 
and I'm doing air quotes, a poster, flyer, whatever the hell you want to call it, promoting an air quote show, um, mm-hmm. it looked as though, and this is why I say paint, you know how you select your color and you select the pin width and all that good stuff, and then you can sit there and use your mouse um, or these days, you know, your finger if you want on the screen, and you can, like, write on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was what it was. This wasn't a font, guys. This is like somebody wrote pro wrestling. Wrestling was spelled incorrectly because why wouldn't it be? Um, <laughs> one guy had like there was one guy who had like a, a two inch gash in his bicep because Ow. they didn't crop the photo that they used properly, and so. You know, he's living with, like, a half of a bicep and an open wound constantly, apparently. And um, (laughs) it just, the, uh, you know, the air quote poster did not provide a venue. It it had no venue. It was just saying the town. So either the town is, like, a ghost town with a building where it could be held or just nobody cares because as we're playing promoter, hey. Let's play well, promoter. We've got Let's one play more wrestler. Ad to play for you, and this will only take a minute. Have you ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager? Well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays, right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, he uh... Guys. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> here's the thing. Now, I'm only going to 50% hate on that one, and here's why. <laughs> Here's why it's only getting 50%. Well, no, it's actually, it's a good reason. Um, I have to say I have worked for companies in Florida and Georgia and Alabama who are great quality, great professionalism. I currently work for them. I can't hate on a company simply because they might have a Southern accent and they're from Florida or Georgia or Alabama or whatever. But that being said, you've thrown at me another example of, oh, my God, we're laughing, but it so exists. Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that is one of my biggest I, I, I'm seriously considering writing a book that's going to be called um, Casey's Pet Peeves, number one through, and then have the infinity mark because it just gets <laughs> added to all the time. I feel like I'm limiting myself if I put an in number on there um, oh, yeah. because my pet peeve list is growing 
Like I, I okay. add sometimes multiple items to this list daily, and that's I don't know if I'm getting old and ornery or if I'm just tired of it or if it's just getting be like that bad. But one of my pet peeves is the existence of schools and or promotions that exist for the simple fact that the people running said school and or promotion sucked so bad that they can't work or go anywhere else. And yet they're convinced that they deserve to be a professional wrestler and in our business. Therefore these places exist. And what's sad is that there are people who are willing to invest in them. And that's why some areas of our business are in the state they're in today. This is true. <laughs> Which Socks. <laughs> well, and, I mean, you know, you talk about your biggest pet peeve. I have learned over the course of the last. I don't have a biggest months, anymore. I just have multiple. They just multiply. Uh, I can't rate them anymore. There's too many. <laughs> um, one of my pet peeves is guys wrestling in t-shirts. I just don't get it. I don't get. If you can't embrace your body, why the hell are you in the wrestling ring to begin with? Hmm. Plain devil's advocate, I will say that some people, um, and if you notice the way I'm wording this, I'm not defending. I'm just giving the point of view. Some people claim that they wrestle in a T-shirt because, number one, they are advertising whatever is on said T-shirt. Um, <laughs> if you notice, I'm trying not to laugh. This is just right here. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> They're advertising whatever is on the T-shirt. Number two, part of their gimmick. Oh, I hate that defense. And number three, well, Kevin Owens does it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I honestly would – I would be a humongous hypocrite because, um, you know – there are lots of, of people who, who work in a T-shirt who, who can work. Like, I can't – I cannot make a decision on the quality of their work and what they bring to the table simply based on the fact that they're wearing a T-shirt because, you know, I, I'll use myself. I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I'll use myself as an example. I have never worked a match with my stomach exposed, and there's a reason for it because I'm self-conscious about it and because I feel like it would be detrimental um, you know, because I don't want people to be focused on my non-six-pack stomach. I want them to be focused on the beatdown I'm putting on my opponent and the new title I just won. And Bingo. I feel as though some people might feel, you know, it's not that they are not owning it, but maybe it's just, you know, I, I can't completely hate on it because there's a lot of talented people who who wear shirts in the ring and, I feel like the equivalent female-wise of that is working with, you know, like something I wear to work in that covers, you know, I, I, so I can kind of sort of see that. Um, and the other part of it is, you know, there are people I think extremely highly of who work with T-shirts on, and I was trained by a guy who wore a T-shirt his entire career, so I cannot sit here and say anything too bad about it because that would make me an asshole. Which I already right. am, but it would make me a bigger one. Right, but you get the point that not everybody can wrestle in a shirt. You can't have 20 guys on your roster that are wrestling in T-shirts because that's just going to change the perception of your product. I blame the booker, not the worker. 
if if you're talking about how it looks on a card and how it's looking overall, then it's up to the booker to pick and choose the T-shirt wearing workers he wants to book. <laughs> That's a good point. And and honestly, um, it to me, if somebody is wearing a T-shirt but they can still deliver, I'm willing to overlook the T-shirt, bro. I really am. I'm not going to hate on it because there are people who wear, like, really, really, really good-looking gear who probably shouldn't be in the ring. So I can't <laughs> hate on somebody just because they dropped a lot of money on gear because they still can't work and they still have no psychology. So yeah. I, I'm not – I'm not huge on judging based on attire and based on gear is what it boils down to. I'm not, I'm not that person. I just have been taught. And I'm not saying that person the same way I was when you broke the sink earlier, by the way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have just been taught from a promotional standpoint, from a business standpoint, it looks better to have guys on your poster that don't have shirts on and, you know, women that have legitimate gear and all of that. Do I have legitimate gear? Yes. Well, see, here's the thing. I I can completely appreciate, and to a degree I do, I do agree with that point of view as far as the posters and so forth. But my other thing is, it, 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 I was halfway being a smartass, but I honestly was halfway being serious. I look at the booker in that situation because as long as you're booking people who can work, if you guys know how to promote a show and you know how to book a show that makes people want to come back or come in the first place, and if you have a good balance of here are guys in this type of gear, okay, this guy wears a shirt, but whatever, if that guy delivers what you need him to deliver and so forth, the fans are still going to come back. The fans aren't looking at it all the time the same way that we are from that point of view. So if that guy wearing a T-shirt works 10 times better than the guy that has, like, the sequined flashy gear, then I'm going to book the T-shirt guy too. You know, I think it's just a matter of presentation and making sure if you're going to book him, can he work? Does he bring something to your company that you're looking for? If the answer is yes, the fans are going to latch on to that before they check out because dude's wearing a T-shirt. That's just my my viewpoint. Definitely different side to view things on, so I appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. I I see both sides of it. I think it's, you know, I think it's a mutual type of thing, like, if, you know, I, I wear what I wear when I work, and if people don't want to book me because I don't have on, like, a straight-up – I mean, my gear is two-piece, but because my – you know, mine is. It's, it's two different pieces. But if you aren't booking me because I'm not showing my abs or my stomach, that's fine. That's a booking I'm not getting. Does that mean I can't work? No. Maybe it just means I'm not what you're looking for. So that's why I don't make judgments based on that right away. I always watch somebody's work and how they handle themselves, you know, as a professional before I look at the gear. I'm not saying the gear doesn't matter. I'm just saying it's not the deciding factor for me. It's not always the deciding factor, but like I said, you can't have 20 million guys on a, on a card running around in T-shirts. It just looks bad. And I'm not no, saying which it is legitimately why I put it back 20 in the million. Class. But uh, that's why I put it back in the booker's lap, too, because if your whole show is that, then, yeah, it doesn't really look like a professional wrestling show the way that you and I think of it with, you know, guys who look like what we think of. The other thing is, if you're trying to draw the casual fan, your casual fan isn't going to pay to see two guys that look like they came in off the street. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that's, that's the other thing about it. That's that's the way I look at it is what's going to bring me the most money? Is it going to be guys that are in T-shirts? Probably not. It's going to be guys that have, 
you know, a good body or a big body like Vader that they can show off and make somebody go, holy shit, I got to go see what that guy's going to do Saturday night. Because if I don't, the whole town might implode. You know, the yeah. other, can I take it one level further? Yes, go ahead. The other part cool. of that equation and what goes into that, though, is number one, a lot of times, like I've had so many instances where a promoter will ask me to send him promo photos for advertising purposes. Uh-huh. And I always send multiple. I send one or two with me looking to the left, one or two with me looking to the right, one with me smiling, one without. And I tell them, sending you multiple pictures because I want you to use whatever works for your, your needs. You know, I don't know what their poster layout is. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to be heel or face, although I right. better be heel. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but that being said, I can't tell you how many times I have sent photos to people. And then when I see the poster pop up online, it's like a completely random photo that they picked off of my, my Instagram page that, isn't necessarily the best choice and is definitely not one I sent them. And so I wonder, you know, when we as workers are taking promo photos or if we're just taking a photo in general, we may not always, if this is for a poster, then yeah, like take your shirt off if you don't work with it on or something. But if someone's just like, Hey, let me take a picture. And then they crop the fan out. You know, I guess what I'm getting at is that the workers aren't always in control of what, photo shows up on the poster therefore they're not always being represented in the way that they <coughs> intended or want to be right. and mm-hmm. if you as a promoter are picking a photo that may not truly represent who you're booking and what you're bringing to your company then that can't be on the worker either you know if the promoter no. just goes off and chooses some random photo or something so it's kind of a you know, it's a balance, but and at the, it at the takes same somebody time, to have that somebody, eye and stuff. When, when you ask right. somebody for a good promo picture and can't get it, and it's like pulling tooth and nails to get it, then you're sometimes forced as a promoter to use whatever you got, especially if they're a hometown. And that's when I wouldn't – that's ahead. when I would maybe consider not using that person or saying, hey, like I wanted to use a better photo of you, but you never sent me one. That's on the worker. If somebody, if I get asked for a promo photo and I can't be bothered to do my job because I'm a professional and this is my job, if I can't take five seconds out of my day to send you a decent photo, then I deserve to have the crappiest one you can find put on the poster. You know yep. what I mean? And and I don't expect, I mean, you know, like you said, the promoter is not able to promote the very best that they have to promote when you don't help them do so. Um, but that's why I get frustrated when I do send photos, and I'm like, where the hell did you find okay, that? That's like wanna, seven I, years old, and I'm 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> I want to run right, this one right. by you. And, oh, I want to run this by one way, by speaking, you. Speaking, guys, can I, can I interject here real quick? Speaking of pictures, of for those of you who are watching the pictures on the page of Casey, they are available for purchase on her website, CaseyCarlisle.com. They are all very reasonably priced. And if you and if you uh, fill out the uh, proper request, uh, she might actually be uh, nice enough and personalize them for you. I might be. I can I just tell you that I appreciate that kind of interruption any freaking time it happens. <laughs> I want to get to something with Casey that I don't think she's ever witnessed in her years of being in professional wrestling. We have a promotion here in Illinois who two weeks ago 
ran an all-ages event outside of a strip club and an adult film store. Ugh. What a glory hole. <laughs> I wish I were kidding. What? I wish I were kidding. Yeah. Did you just did you just use the words all ages and adult film store in the same sentence? Yes, and indeed he did. Indeed he did. Yep. You know, upon wait, after taking a few seconds to think about it, I'm not mad at it. I'm not <laughs> mad at it. You know why? <laughs> because here's why. Actually, I think it's it, it might be borderline ingenious. Here's why. With the with the purchase of a ticket to this wrestling event, did you receive free admission into said adult store? No, you received oh. you received free admission into the city bar next door. Well, titties are nice. You're borderline killing my argument with that statement. <laughs> um, yeah, because. I was going to say it's a little ingenious because, um, let's be honest, you, you know, there's an incentive there for, for, for dad to bring his kids, for mom, for mom and dad. There's an incentive there for the adults to spend a friendly afternoon so that their evening can be friendlier as long as the kids are staying outside. Like, I feel like it's a good way to get people on premise and, Instead of going to get popcorn during intermission, they get something else. Like, that's not a bad gimmick. Yeah. Daddy goes to the titty bar. So as long oh, as the kids are not... Or the bookstore and the, and the glory hall. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it's not like... I mean, it's not like it was taking place inside the store where the kids in between wrestler entrances are wondering what those three people are doing. Right? <laughs> no, but it's... I, I, I just I, – I don't think that uh, – Let me that ask would be you this. How well did it draw? Under 40 people. Oh, yeah. Was it a daytime show? It was an yeah. evening show, 5 o'clock bell time. Yeah. There's your problem. Well, yeah. They're still at work. No, They're just getting off Saturday. work. They're not ready to go to that store yet. You need a good another two and a half hours cushion. No, it's not time for that story though. yet. <laughs> it was on a Saturday. People work Casey. on Saturdays. People work on Saturdays. <laughs> the worst part is he blamed the workers for it not drawing. Oh well, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's just stupid. <laughs> Anytime that happens, that's just stupid. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a very firm believer in workers should be promoting their appearances and their events. It shouldn't just be, yeah, I got a booking. Look how awesome I am. I'm so over. Done. That's why everybody sees me promoting my events, you know, like I do, because part of the responsibility is to pique the interest of the company that bought enough of you to book you and is paying you to be there. That's part of the job is to promote your appearances to promote that company that thinks enough of you to book you and put money in your pocket and bring you in and so forth and so on. But that being said, at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to play promoter. It's my responsibility to be the worker. So if that show flopped big time like that, there is one place to look for that, and that's the management, whether it be of – 
the store, the promotion, a joint effort. I don't know what their arrangement was. You know, if it was buy one, get one free, I don't know. But blaming the workers for if that's the case, then it still goes back on the promoter because, I mean, in what capacity was he blaming the workers? Like how, he, what, what was it? He did a video promo where he reprimanded the workers for not uh, promoting his show enough. I need one of you to PM me the name of this promotion just so I can know. <laughs> um, was this the first time this person has run a show? Yes. I know, right? And the worst Nothing. part is All right, he, say no more. The worst part is he didn't have enough money to rake, make payroll, but has enough money to promote another show. Right? That's somebody who just received an inheritance or something and has no clue what to do with it other than playing in something they've watched since they were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I, And I... Like and look, I don't know this person. I'm talking smack on somebody I don't know, and and I don't even know who it is. But that's what that screams, and that's the type of situation that is such a black eye on our business. Like, you know, this our business is not something that's supposed to be people getting into it in the blink of an eye because they can, and then they want to be associated with the greats, and they want to be this and that. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, the barricade still exists, and people need to stay in their lane and know their side, dude. That's just an overall problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do you have any appearances coming up in Virginia? Our good friend JB could come see you at. Uh, I'm going to be wrestling in Virginia in two days. This coming Friday, I'm wrestling in Virginia, and that's Orange, Virginia, at the wonderful – Orange County Fair for Ultimate Championship Wrestling with a 7 p.m. bell time, and our friend JP gets in free as long as he pays to get into the fair. Don't go hop in a fence. Uh, there you go. I'm defending my UCW women's title against Avery Rose. It's Friday night? It's Friday night, this coming Friday night. June 22nd, the Orange County Fair in Orange Virginia. Okay. Okay. JB might Beautiful have to come check you out. Virginia. JB's a, a female promoter that runs Central Virginia Professional Wrestling, and she's always looking for new women is that to Katie add Brown? to her roster. Yes. Hello. Yes, it is. How are you? Yes. Hi, JB. Hi. We know each other. Hey, how you doing? I'll be in Orange Friday. Okay. 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 Definitely. She's one of the ladies that I always step and look. Uh, very good talent. Uh, good talent. So much respect and much love to you, girl. Much Thank you. Yes, you are. Definitely, welcome definitely somebody uh, you'll have to see about booking for CVPW down the line, JB, if you guys can make it work out. Maybe when she's going to oh, be yeah. there for one of these other promotions. Um, yeah, because I, I, you know, I'm not available very often, but you never know. Yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm being asked uh, when I'm having female wrestlers, so I say you know it's hard to come by. I said, you know, there are usually books, so I'm I'm waiting on your free time. So eventually, I will get you sooner or later. So, <laughs> so well, there you go, there you go, guys. 
That's awesome. Um, you know, Casey, we're always about getting you booked, and I wish uh, Frank Root would have been here tonight. He had some things come up from Rampage Championship Wrestling. I got girls debuting there next month, uh, Fantasy and Crystal Fire out of Tennessee. I don't know if you know them or have worked with them, but uh, – I know Crystal Fire. I was supposed to wrestle Fantasy, but she never showed up to the show a few weeks, uh, a couple months ago. She didn't show up. So she and I have yet to work each other. Uh oh, we're gonna have to have a talk with her about that. We're gonna have to tell her that she's now. It's cool. I it's it's it's. Believe me, it's fine. (laughs) 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 It was the easiest payday I've ever had. Let's just put it that way. I didn't even. You know, oh. I beat down a ref because I was annoyed, and that was that. It's the easiest payday I ever received. So thank you for an easy payday. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. What do I got to do I mean, tonight? Go you know, out there and beat up the referee and get your full payday. Done. And I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to do that to get paid. I just felt like doing it. So there you go. <laughs> Boy, jeez, me. You know, make, you make me feel good, Casey. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do, my friend. That's what I'm here to do. I make everybody all tingly and happy. Well, Casey, I know it is getting late for you, so we'll definitely have to uh, resume this at another time. It was so great talking yep. to you. Good luck in defending your nine women's championships. Yeah. Coming up. Thank yeah. you, guys. It was a pleasure to be back on yeah. with you and – you know, yeah. you you never know. Next time I'm on the air, hopefully it won't be too terribly long, and you know we'll see what I'm up to. And and is the number greater than nine? Is it less than nine? You never know. So everyone's gonna have to tune in and find out. And hopefully all things will be intact and and all that good stuff. Oh shit! <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey. Yeah, well, really. Thank you guys too. It, have a great night. Yeah. You too. Thank you, you guys. Too. I appreciate it as well. I'll talk to you guys soon. Right. Have a great night. Yeah. Right. Okay. Too. You too. Bye bye. Yeah. Great night. Well, I think that will do it for us tonight. Uh, Central Virginia Professional Wrestling is next uh, Saturday, and we'll talk to JB again before then. We're going to talk to Rob Fury from SWF. I believe it's out of Pennsylvania. Uh, or is it out New of New Jersey? Jersey? God, New Jersey. That's New Jersey. Um. So we'll be yeah, talking to him yeah. next week. He'll be he'll be on next week, um, and uh, then you guys y'all get to uh, plan July fourth, and that, yep. and then of course uh, I'll be back on the eighteenth for uh, ladies' night. Uh, then I will be off for another couple of weeks of uh, you know recuperating from the other eye getting fixed. So you know, um yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you guys. You know, it's all it's it's you know I love this thing. That's why I do it. Oh, and that, and uh, definitely appreciate our fans and listeners because uh, you guys are the ones that uh, that make this show happen. Without uh, without you guys, uh, we wouldn't have a reason to be sitting here oh talking to ourselves every every week like this. Absolutely. And it's hard to believe that we're, we are almost coming up. It'll be five years in October since PWR Slam launched. I am actually celebrating my five years broadcasting this month because if you do remember, I started broadcasting before we did PWR Slam. I went and did Cody and Josh's show 
and we had Kenny Boland and Chief Atakulakula and a couple others on uh, right. Rene Dupree uh, before we became Pro Wrestling Roundtable Slam. So um, it's it's been it's been a hell of a journey. Five five years. It has been a long journey, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I have learned so much. I've gotten to meet so many great people and talk to so many great people and people that I never thought I'd ever talk to, uh, like Ox Baker. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those definite things. I will keep this show going for the next five to ten years, as long as I can. As long as these, three ho- these two hosts can stay with me, this thing will continue to tick. Um, we'll continue to bring you new guests. There's new guests coming out every day. We have been a little bit yep. slacking on the booking department, but that's because Steve's been preparing for his surgery. And I'm going to break this news at this time. I am going to be undergoing surgery on my left foot uh, within the oh, next man. couple months. Um, it's It's got to be done, but I am not leaving the airway. I will still be here. Um, so we aren't yeah. going anywhere. It'll be me and Katie. And more than likely, Steve will be back before I let them put me under the knife. I'll make sure that he's back. So, um, yeah, I might take a night or two off in the beginning because it'll depend on the pain scale. Because the way they're talking about it, they're putting a plate and three screws in my foot. So, um, that's to get my big toe held back in place and hopefully stop the toes from interlapping over one another because of my cerebral palsy and everything else. Um, right. You know, it's it's one of those things I have pushed it off and pushed it off and I had to wait until I was in my mid 20s uh to make sure that my body was done growing because it's going to be a bunion surgery as well and oh. um Yeesh. if they if they don't do this right the first time they might have to do it again and I don't want to have to do it again. So the good news is I do not have to have my Achilles tendon relengthened. Uh, I found out that that is worried about that too. Yeah, I was, it gets tight. It gets tight, but I've, I've got some physical therapy and I've relearned my stretches and know how to take care of it. So I don't have to have that relengthened, but I do have to have the spunion taken care of. And, uh, the last doctor I talked to wanted to put plate and three screws in. I see the doctor next Tuesday, so I will see what they say. But, uh, I know what my doctor, my primary care physician said when he saw the x-ray of my foot. He says, I don't know how you walk on this thing. He says, your foot is so deformed. I don't think, he says, I think I'm going to keep this for my personal, like, medical collection because I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in my life. And I've shown pictures to see 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 I've shown you pictures. I I don't remember. I'll have to take another one and send it to you, but it's, it's bad. Um, I do want to give another shout out uh, to this weekend. If you're going to be in the Jacksonville, Illinois area, uh, yours truly will be in attendance for RCW's benefit for the Special Olympics. It'll be this Sunday, uh, bell time at 6 p.m., doors open at 5 p.m. to the McMurray uh, College Gym in Jacksonville, Illinois. And 100% of the event proceeds are going to go to the Special Olympics down there. So I am honored as a kid with cerebral palsy to be a part of this event. Um, I wanted to be a part of the last one, but I couldn't be. Um, And as I said before, as I said earlier in the evening, I'm not coming alone. There are certain people that know what that means. There are other people that don't. Everybody in RCW will find out what that means come Sunday night. 
And I hope everybody's yep. ready because it's the first of many things to come at my right hand. Um, because there are things that I am responsible for now that um, are getting done within RCW and they're getting done with Frank Reed's blessing. And yep. that's, that's why um, you're getting to see the debut of fantasy. That's why, um, you know, she will have an opponent. It will be a female opponent. Um, I'm not going to say who at this time because I don't want to spoil the surprise, but let me just tell you this. The match that is going to be delivered on July the 21st is going to blow the roof off that place. I They <laughs> hope they're ready. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a doozy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so with that, I want to say good luck to Steve Kane. Um, we're going to miss you, pal. Um, hey, I appreciate you know, it. We'll Thanks. Keep, I'll miss you we'll guys, this, too. We'll keep this show intact and the Tuesday night show yeah. intact. Um, and we'll keep it rolling. And we'll have some great guests. And we will talk to you on the 18th. I'll probably talk to you and Katie will talk to you in between now and then. But uh want to say good luck to you on air because uh, this will be our last opportunity Thanks. to do so. And I appreciate it, guys, very much, very much. And I want to remind everybody that tomorrow night is Throwback Thursday. And if I actually get a chance to, or Steve does, before Sunday, we're going to throw up a slam in Sunday this week as well. We've got, kind of been slacking off on that. So you're going to get Throwback Thursday tomorrow with the show. It's been pre-recorded, and you're going to get Slam in Sunday. And uh, Slam in Sunday will be another pre-recorded show so you're getting two pre-recorded shows with some great interviews uh that we've done in the past uh two times this week so don't miss that uh please support those shows go back and listen to them uh what you don't realize is that creates some ad revenue for us and the more revenue we have the better we can make these shows um yep and that's that's what it's all about uh well i do want to say congratulations to james ellsworth on his wwe return um, sorry, I couldn't book you for an interview, but I didn't think you were worth the money you were asking. So, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Lord, I want to. Ooh. <laughs> I tell yeah. you. Did you try booking oh, yeah. MJB? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, because when when he when he said seven thousand, I said no. You're not even worth that. You you're not even worth a thousand. And Rick Flair, oh, wow. Rick Flair. I mean, I mean. No disrespect, but he's not worth. He's not even worth a thousand, or he's not even worth five hundred. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think it's that, but yeah. <laughs> I have to agree with you, JB. But he's got his uh, five minutes of WWE fame again. He's got another WWE run that they're giving him. Uh, so we'll. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Understand what WWE creative is doing. We know why big cast was released. If he wouldn't have been such a ass, he might not have been released. I thought he was the next big man uh, in pro wrestling. I thought the size definitely gave him advantages above all the rest. Um, And I looked forward to what they were going to do with him with the Daniel Bryan thing, but he ran his mouth off and, and did stupid shit and got fired. The other one is Enzo. Enzo is now taking bookings. Enzo wants seven thousand dollars. So piss off for what? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I, I, I can only imagine. I can imagine that yeah. Cass will follow suit. Yeah. So they'll be asking. They'll be asking fifteen grand for the both of them, and there'll be promoters out there stupid enough to pay it. JP and I won't oh, be no. one of them. No. No. Right. <laughs> Got that right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have a hard enough time justifying some of these people paying the prices that they paid for some of the names that I know that they booked at those prices. Because I've listed yeah. them and been like, you do realize I could book a whole show with a name for that price. Like a whole oh, show. Yeah. And name yeah. for that price. Yeah. And exactly. they're like, well, what kind of name? Exactly. I'm like, attitude era name. Like a Billy Gunn. Yeah. I could book a Billy Gunn and a whole show on what you're going to spend for that one name. And they look at me like I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. I don't, I, I never, I never understood the whole, let's spend money like it's going to hand out a fist uh, on names. I'll never understand it. I've called people on it. There was a company here in Illinois that did it for every month and they're now dead. Uh, and I called their failure long before it happened because I said the momentum and the steam is going to run out. And yeah. it did. You can't you can't do that without killing the town. So, with that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. It's been a great night. I want to thank J.B. Brown and Casey Carlisle and Crusher Knopf and Stroh and uh, Big Van Vader. We're going to miss you, buddy. Um, miss you yeah. And with that being said, we will see everyone – well, Katie and I will see everyone back here Tuesday night for Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, right back yep. here inside the ER. Uh, next week, we will have Rob Fury and some other guests with us. I'll be working on that. And uh, you never know who else will show up, so you just have to be here. Uh, Katie, it's been a long yep. night. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what time it is? Oh, it's been it a long is. night. Well, what my time, time is, it, is about 11.15 p.m. That's what I got, too. But you don't have to go yeah. home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Good night, everybody, yeah. and turn the lights off when you leave. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, lovely.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.